1: Everyone has marketable skills that they can use. And people will sometimes look at me like, I don't think I do, but they would be surprised that (laughs) they do. If you can copy and paste, then you have a marketable skill.
2: (laughs) Absolutely.
0: Welcome to Beyond the Rut the weekly podcast that discusses faith, family, fitness, finances, and future possibility in the hopes of inspiring and equipping you to make your own path and live the life you've always dreamed of beyond the rut. I'm one of your hosts, Cherry, and in just a moment, Brandon is going to join me as we have a conversation with virtual assistant and podcast host, Alicia Avant. Alicia is the host of the Virtual Assistant Advantage. She is a Christian business owner, a woman, and she is going to share with us her story of becoming a virtual assistant. What is it that virtual assistants do? And then how could, well, two possibilities. One, how could you become a virtual assistant if you found yourself at a loss of a job, a career change, or you're just shifting in your needs of how to have your work-life balance, then you definitely want to listen to this episode. Now, maybe you're a business owner, or a podcaster, or a blogger, and you need a virtual assistant. This will help you find out how you can leverage somebody else's talents for your business, for your platform. So, sit back and relax, unless you're driving, I don't know, a spaceship. In that case, come on back, pick me up, and let's go for a joyride. But until then, let's listen to this episode and listen to what Alicia
2: has to say. Here we go.
0: All right. Hey, Brandon, how are you doing on this fine, whatever day it is, um, in wherever you are in the country, most likely Corpus.
2: I am in the Smoky Mountains today. You look like you're in your office in Corpus, but... Probably I am, but I prefer to identify as somebody in the Smoky Mountains.
0: All right. So <laughs> it is. <laughs> Although I think factually that's not true. But anyway.
2: Uh, probably not.
0: <laughs> uh, So we also have on with us uh, Alyssa Avant, who uh, just endured a windstorm or something to that effect. But uh, power outage took out her power for the last two and a half hours. Just got it back up and running. She's calling from the northern part of Mississippi. How are you doing, Alyssa?
1: Good morning. I'm doing well.
0: Awesome. Glad you could join us. And the reason why we wanted you on the show was... Uh, we. We saw that you have a very unique uh, show about helping people become virtual assistants. You yourself have a career as a virtual assistant. And I just thought, you know, in this time of, uh, let's see, I I think everybody likes to say in these unprecedented times when they're referring to the COVID-19 pandemic, uh, we know a lot of people who've lost their jobs, lost their careers, and they're looking for some way to reinvent themselves and I thought you know it would be great to have you come on and share your experiences uh, both as a virtual assistant and now somebody who helps others become a virtual assistant uh maybe provide some folks with some ideas or some tips on whether uh th- whether they want to become a virtual assistant themselves or if they can apply those concepts into something else they want to do to reinvent themselves so so the first thing um you know some folks may not be aware what is a virtual assistant if you can just kind of briefly Give us a rundown. What does a virtual assistant do? What's that? How is that different than having an actual assistant in the office?
1: Yes. So the difference is that a virtual assistant is considered an independent contractor. So one of the perks that a lot of business owners see in hiring a virtual assistant over hiring someone in their office is they do not have to provide them with any benefits or insurance, you know, insurance, worry about paying their taxes, so on and so forth. And also, most virtual assistants specialize in a specific area of business, so they might help you with your graphic design or your website, or they might help with your podcast, for example, but they are very specialized in what they do and can provide a wide range of services to you as a business owner.
2: Alyssa, share a little bit about uh, kind of how you got started as a virtual assistant and and kind of overcome a lot of those fears and anxiety of things of just how do you sell your, your uh, skills online?
1: Well, um, that is a fun story to tell you, especially because I'm two days away from my 13th year anniversary in business. Mm-hmm. So that is on the 12th. Um, and so it's really exciting to look back on. I always say that my business was born with my daughter because my daughter, um, is 13. She was born in March of that year. And a few months later, we found ourselves, you know, really needing extra money for diapers and all those types of things. I had an, I had a four year old at the time and then I had a newborn. And so I was looking for ways to bring in income. I had worked a part-time job previous to having her and decided once um, she was born to stay at home with my kids. And therefore, I knew that I needed to make money, but I needed to make an income from home because that was the whole purpose. And so I began looking out online. I had just recently that year started a blog as like A mom blog, basically, that January, and when I went to look for things, I found a lot of work at home communities. And back then, they were forums rather than like Facebook groups. (laughs) If you remember um, the days of online forums, and so I had joined an online forum for it was a work at home mom community. And gotten to know some of the ladies there and just began asking them questions. And one of them actually reached out to me and told me that she really liked my writing style. She had read my blog and she said, could I pay you to write some articles for me? And she was going to put her name on the articles. So therefore, it was considered ghost writing which I had no idea what that was at the time. And so I actually started out as a ghostwriter for the first two to three years. And I had a website called a writer for hire.com. And so therefore it got all kind of traffic from various things. And so I wrote about everything from men's eyeglasses to you know, how to get your toddler to potty train. I mean, literally every topic you can imagine. And from there, um, I was looking about two to three years into the business. I was looking to kind of Find some more skills that I could add because I had gotten a little burnout on writing. I loved writing, but I was wanting to author a book myself at the time and felt like if I spend all of this time writing for other people, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to have any brain space left to write my own, my own book or, you know, blog or whatever. And so I began looking for other ways to make an income and I actually attended a conference, my, my first business conference. Um, and Found out what other people were looking for. And so they were looking for help with their website and with social media. And that's when I decided I would add those things to my services. And ta- I had taught myself how to use WordPress because I needed a website for my business <laughs> and didn't have a whole lot of money, obviously, to, to pay. So I had learned how to use WordPress. And basically I, you know, it was like, the school of hard knocks or the, you know, you go to college on the internet. I mean, I had been to college, but I learned more online. I've told people this. I learned more online during that time, like during those first three years of my business than I ever did in college. <laughs> and um it is paid off so much more, you know, um, because it's obviously cheaper, it's what Yeah, it's what paid the bills. And so I, that's where I began to offer the websites, um, and I also offered social media management. And through the years, of course, I have kind of gone from one thing to the next and began to land on what I really enjoyed doing and began to decide who I wanted to work with. And so I now basically work with the target market of authors and speakers, most of which have a professional career. So I have lots of doctors and counselors and um, health Consultants and things like that. And then they have authored a book and they, you know, do speaking events and things of that nature as well. And so those are my main clients. And I basically help them with social media marketing. I help them to repurpose their content because many of them either have a YouTube or have a podcast. And so we repurpose that content into blog posts and social media posts. And then I do also, um, I have. A couple of ladies on my team who helped me to schedule out those social media posts for those clients. So we do offer that as well. And about, I guess, um, five or so years into the business is when I decided I would really like to help other people be able to do this. So that's when that kind of started It was about five years into working um, online myself.
2: I love that because the necessity of a not being able to leave the house, you needed to stay home with your kids. I guess that's a bad way of putting you wanted to stay home with your kids. But also not having the money was meant that you had to stay up late, watch videos, read things and figure it out yourself rather than go pay somebody else to do it. It's like, okay, I have no money, which is really where the best ideas come from. I, I didn't have any other options, so I had to just stick my head in there and figure it out so I could help other people and and eventually make money off of that. So how did you go from uh, maybe just a, a new mom thinking, I'm trying to make a little extra income to thinking I might actually have something here? What What was kind of the first moment you thought, this could be a legitimate business for me?
1: Well, I actually, at one point in there, got a little burnout. I I spoke of that with the the ghostwriting. But even after that, I hit a moment of burnout. And so I actually went and got a job outside of the house. And what changed the whole perspective for me was getting that job. So my kids were all school age by that point. And I went and I taught at their private school and learned that that was not something I wanted to do (laughs) very quickly. But also that my business, which I was still working part-time at the time, was profitable and I was making an income. So after I had done that for about two years, I decided, hey, I don't think I need to sign this contract to go back and teach the next year. And I basically printed out my profit and loss statement from that year so far at in my job. I mean in my business versus what I was making in my job and I was making more money in my business. And so that was the deciding factor. I was, you know, I was had proven it to myself and to my husband. And that was when I decided that take my business full-time and to come home and work full-time from home as a virtual assistant while my kids are in school even. So that was a big change for us. And um, that was in 2015. So I've been doing this full-time now for, I guess, oh gosh, would that be like six, uh, seven years or so, something like that. So it was a huge difference because I was able to see that, hey, I am really making this much money. So it was a big difference there.
2: You also speak a, a quite a bit, especially in your book, about your anxiety and panic attacks and and just not feeling the the. The Validation of Can I Do This? How do you, without giving away the whole book, obviously, because people can go to your website and get a free chapter there. But how did that book really help you explain how you've gotten through some of these things?
1: Well, the thing with that was, you know, when you, especially whatever, when you have an anxiety disorder, most of the time, or you have anxiety just in general, most of the time there is a trigger that triggers your anxiety. And therefore, you have to learn what that trigger is. And for me, it was the in, the income issue was a huge trigger. And knowing how much I was going to make and that sort of thing. But also it was the fear of the unknown. And I actually had to come to terms with the fact that um, I wasn't in control of that and that God was in control of that. And that took, I actually got very sick and was in the hospital and that's what t- it took for me to say, Hey, I'm not the one in control of all of this God is the one that is in control of this situation and he has provided for us I mean I had been in business at that point about ten years so he had provided for us for longer than you know I could even imagine and of being in business and therefore it it really took me being kind of rock bottom almost because i was so sick and had you know had stressed my body so much mm-hmm. that um i had to stop and be still and i had to listen to what he was saying and from there i was able to realize that he had this all under control that the that the, the, the business was a huge blessing i'd always known that but it was a huge blessing for us and my family, and began to just really leave that piece of the income more up to God than up to me, and that He was going to send the people I needed to work with, He was going to provide what I needed, and so that helped me a lot. Of course, it was a hard way to learn that lesson. But it did help me, and and two also I talk about in my book about using using journaling and prayer to spend time with God, so that you can give those things over to Him and be able to you know put them down and not pick them back up, and so being able to go back and look at those journals of all the times that he has answered my prayers and has provided for my myself and my family and my business will help you any day to see right. what you have, you know, have gone through and where God has been there over and over again. Stay with us. We'll be right back.
0: And now let's talk about how you can use Capshow to repurpose and market your content. If you have a business like me, you can upload your cornerstone long form content like podcast episodes or YouTube videos, into Capshow, and it will create all your content marketing assets for you. And here's the coolest part. Capshow is more than just a robotic AI tool. It's a powerful blend of artificial and human intelligence designed by marketers to help you organically reach more of the right people on more platforms. Go to beyondtherut.com Capshow, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, And start your 14 day trial and see for yourself. Now, back to the show. I just want to take a quick moment to share with you a free tool we give out to our listeners called Measure It to Make It. Our episodes talk a lot about future possibility, about what life can be, and where you can take your life. Whatever that is for you, we want you to have a tool to be able to write it down, make it clear on tablets in a sense, as they say in the Bible. Because when you have your plan, your goals written out clearly, succinctly, you have a variety of tools at your disposal that you can reference all the time. The first thing is being able to measure your progress. That's why the tool is called Measure It to Make It. Because if you're able to measure where you are, and see where it is in relation to where you're going, you get an idea of where your progress is. The other thing is you can identify guardrails. Guardrails are the things that you absolutely will do to pursue your dream, as well as the things you absolutely won't do while you're pursuing your dream. And these guardrails help keep you on your path out of the rut as you pursue that success. So go to beyondtherut.com slash goals download it for free you have the option to sign up for our newsletter but that's not required this is totally for free no gimmicks no catch we're not going to sign you up for a webinar and then ask for a thousand dollars at least not yet uh, in any case it's a free tool it's called measure it to make it it's uh, a few pages that are just going to walk you through how do i identify and clarify my purpose my calling and then what are those steps to get me there so again, that is beyond the rut.com slash goals. Go download it while you continue to listen to this episode. Now back to the show.
2: So talk a little bit about what you do to train uh, new people that want to get into being a virtual assistant and find a way to make money from home or maybe just have a flexible schedule. What what does that look like when somebody approaches you and says, Well, I want to do what you you're doing?
1: Well, I originally did an internship program, and so what I would do was in exchange for them helping me with some of my social media scheduling and things like that, um, I had them come alongside me and learn the business and so I had created a a set of lessons basically that I taught them we would hop on a call or on zoom and we would walk through those lessons and then they would have homework and they would apply that, that work. And basically they paid me in a barter. So they paid me with their, their work time. And I did that for a while and realized that, hey, I can only do this like one person at a time. And each time I took about three months with them. And so I decided in 2015 to create a course. And so I have the Become a Virtual Assistant course. It is an eight-module course, and it's a kind of a DIY. Um, So it's a do-it-yourself. You can go as as slow as you want um, through the lessons or as quickly as you want to. But of course you have to take the time to apply what you're learning. And also I've started this year to add coaching to that. So they can add time um, with me on the phone or on zoom to talk through the pieces that they're putting together as they're putting together their business, any roadblocks that they come to, or just needing, you know, professional advice on, whether it be their branding or the name of their business or how to set up their website, just whatever they need help with, where they get stuck. And so now I provide that one-on-one training time if they would like to add that on to the course. And I have had... I am not even certain how many. I know it's more than 25, probably less than 50 people come through the training. And an additional perk that was added this year in February was that I created a directory of virtual assistants. And so anyone who goes through my training, as long as they complete the course, they are added to the directory. But I also decided to allow other people into the directory if they could pass a vetting process. So I have a process by which I vet the virtual assistants and I talk to their references. I check out their website. I speak with them. Um, we do like an interview process and they are added that way. And the goal of the Christian business advantage directory is to connect Christian business owners with Christian virtual assistants. And those virtual assistants are either trained by me or I have vetted them through that process. And so that is kind of an additional perk that just was just added this year in 2020 um, to be able to help them find the clients because that's usually the piece that they get most hung up on, even though it's not difficult. It's the scary piece. And so that was one thing I felt like was missing. And also I had a lot of referrals and couldn't always take all the referrals that I got.
2: So what is probably talking about that, because that was kind of popping into my head. So how do I go to somebody and tell them I'm a virtual assistant and, and give them, you know, it's one thing to say, well, I graduated from law school or I've got a degree in engineering or whatever. But it's like, how do I just approach somebody that has a successful business and maybe even a, a career, a speaking career, and say, I can help you? It's like, how do, how do you teach them to sell themselves in that sense?
1: The good thing is, is the age that we live in, a lot of people are networking online. And so there are people who in different different Facebook groups, LinkedIn groups, or even just going on LinkedIn, you see people asking about particular services. Um, you see people say they need help with their social media. In fact, I had been in business, let's see probably about 10 years before I ever worked with anybody in my local community. And Mm. the way that I was able to get a local business owner was that I actually, it it kind of happened sort of by chance, really. I went with my husband to a chiropractor visit and this was his first visit. So they kind of took you through this whole how chiropractic care works. And we sat through that and then she asked questions and And all of that sort of thing. And she asked me what I did and I explained it to her. And I went, I decided to go and to see her as a chiropractor as well. And so she talked a little bit more to me and, you know, it wasn't long. She had friended me on Facebook. I got a message from her wanting to know if I could help her with her social media. So just sharing with them what you do a lot of times because people don't most, I would say them, the average person on the street doesn't know what a virtual assistant is. When my husband is asked what your wife does, I mean, you get deer in the headlights when you try to explain it. And my kids, you know, they're they're just like, they have no idea how to tell their friends what their mom does for a living. It's kind of funny. But when you break it down and you tell them kind of what services you provide, people get more interested that way because they realize how you can help them and what is available to them. But you see it a lot, especially if you are if you network online in, in groups such as on LinkedIn and Facebook, specifically that are around the services that you provide. So I'm in a lot of groups that are about how to use social media in your business. So the person in there, um, the person that owns the group is promoting using social media and they may have a course about social media, but they don't. Provide the service, so a lot of times people are really busy and they want to do better on so their social media platforms, but they don't have the time. They're trying to learn about it, and then they realize, "Hey, I just need to hire somebody to do this." And then they'll start asking that question: "Who in here can help me with my right. social media?" Um, so that that is most often what happens. Or, like I was saying, the reason that I started the directory is I got a lot of referrals, so I have a several clients who are a part of an association together, um, the Advanced Writers and Speakers Association. And I'm able to get clients through that because they'll say, hey, who helps you with your website or who helps you with your social media? And they'll give my name out. And so cool. I've gotten a ton of leads that way just through my clients sharing. Yeah. And I reward my clients for that Give them, you know, they can either get extra time or they can get under type of binder's fee. I've always done that, and it has been a good practice because that way they're more likely to send you more people. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what do you think is uh, the biggest misunderstanding about uh, virtual assistants?
1: I think the hardest thing for some people to understand is that we're not their employee from the from the <laughs> Perspective of the client. Um, Early on in my business, I had more trouble with this than I do now. I think it was just finding the right type of person to work with, but they would expect me to do things on their schedule rather than on the schedule I had set for myself. And so they might be calling, you know, they were in um, Pacific time zone and I'm in central time zone, which is a two hour difference. And so they'd be calling after I had shut the computer down and started dinner or they would be calling after I'd already gone to bed and, you know, it was still daylight there or whatever. So that was the hardest thing. So you had to learn. And I, this is one of the things I I teach is the boundaries in your business Mm -hmm. and setting the expectations for your business and for your clients from day one. In fact, before they become your client, I actually send them information about how my business works and what they can expect, my hours, so on and so forth, so that if that doesn't work for them, they don't hire me any, You know, to begin with. Right.
2: I love that because setting those expectations up front, you know, I, you can only go to certain stores between nine and five central time. That's just when they're open and and you have to deal with that. So mm-hmm. a virtual assistant is the same thing. Your, your hours are eight to whatever and Monday through Friday and what you do in the middle of. The night or on weekends can be optional, but if you don't set those expectations early, people will just, "Hey, I need this in an hour or ten minutes." And it's like, nope, that's not how this works. You, you can't call any other company and do that. Why would your virtual assistant no. be the same way? Yeah,
1: <laughs> they're not paying me to work from. So the only example I have is I worked at a law office in college, and I worked specific hours. So I was in college, so I would work from when I got out of class at. Say noon or one o'clock until five o'clock every day. And so he was paying me whether I was sitting in there twiddling my thumbs or I was filing his papers and doing, um, you know, doing some computer work. But with a VA, you're only paying them for the time that they actually work on your business. So if they are, have not. Paid for that time, you know, I'm not going to work. Or if it's not in my business hours, I'm not going to work because they're not paying me for all those other hours during the day. And that's something that people, especially if they've had a traditional employee, don't quite understand. Now, if they have never hired anyone before and this is their first time hiring help, it's a little easier to get them to understand that because that's their first, that's their first experience.
2: I would imagine a lot of people confuse it with personal assistant. There's a big difference between a virtual and a personal assistant. I know a lot of famous or rich people will have that. It's like, I can say, Hey, go get me a water or buy my socks or get my child a gift or whatever. It's like, that's a personal assistant versus a virtual assistant is really like you said, you, you're hiring a company to promote whatever interest or idea book. Concept that you have, but we're not your personal assistant. What's next for you? What do you, what do you, where do you hope to take this? And and what do you hope is uh, the way you close out 2020?
1: Well, my goal for the end through the end of the year is to grow the directory. I want to be able to help more business owners get VAs, but also help those VAs be have clients. And so the more I'm able to grow that directory in terms of finding clients for the the VAs and also adding more ladies to be able to do that, the better because I get a lot of clients in there. And at first, my pool of VAs was small, Mm -hmm. but it is growing. So as it grows, I can attract more business owners um, because I know I'll have someone to fit their needs and to match them with. So that is my main goal right now is to grow that at this point.
2: That's really good because once you build that reputation of any VA I hire on your list, I know you've gone through and and you're speaking for and you're putting your name on. So I don't have to worry about are they going to, they might flake out on me, but the chances are much, much lower knowing you've already gone through it. I don't have to do that work as a business owner to, like hiring is one of the hardest things to do because of that very reason what if i get somebody that is not disciplined and doesn't consistently do work and you've already vetted that so that makes it really nice to to jump that little shortcut and get there quicker i guess is a good way to put it so if people want to get a hold of you what's the best way to get a hold of you and and to learn from you find out about your book and and all the things that you do
1: it would be on my website um, and you'll probably want to put it in your show notes because it is a little long and my, <laughs> and my name, my spelling, Alicia Avant and company.com. Um, so that would be the best way. Of course, you can find me on social media. I'm, I'm most active on Facebook and Instagram. But those would be, and also you had mentioned um, when we were chatting about, I have a podcast as well. And just this week, I was speaking with a gal who had some questions about being a VA. She reached out to me on Facebook. And my first thought was, you know, she could, the kind of the first free thing I could offer her would be the podcast. So I I shared that with her. I said, do you listen to podcasts? And she actually, She said no, which surprised me because I'm a podcast junkie. But (laughs) exactly, she's like, I saw. I I said, well, I do have a podcast episode about the topic she was asking me about, which was determining your services, your niche of your business. And I was really excited the next day when she said that she had listened to only the first episode and that she was hooked and was going to listen to all the episodes. So I was excited about that. But it's called the Virtual Assistant Advantage. And I started it two months ago. I have about 12 episodes, and it is for um, newbie, aspiring, and struggling virtual assistants just to learn through the, the journey that I've been on, the mistakes I've made, that sort of thing, um, and I just share tips. They're short episodes. I am a mom, and I know you <laughs> cannot listen to very much before you're interrupted, Right. so none of them are over about 15 minutes seriously so they you can get those little tips really quickly because i know that you're going to be interrupted to do something so you just <laughs> need to get it as fast as possible
2: so it's designed and engineered by mom's for moms. so you you will get that and, That's and for exactly like right me with short attention spans it's like okay attention
1: spans <laughs> i'm kind of like that too yeah.
2: if the kids let you listen longer you're probably want to go do other things. So uh check that podcast out for sure and uh get it give them a subscribe and rate and uh share it with your friends because that's the best way to get the word out on podcast as we certainly know you guys have all been uh huge for us just sharing the message with other people but as we've talked a million times you don't make any money in podcasting it's about helping other people and the best way you can help out a podcast it's just rate and review and share it with your friends and help uh, get the word out. So that's awesome. I would highly recommend people go to the website and like you said Jerry, I'll make sure that's in the show notes so they can check it out. Now people want to just stop by your house and say hi. What's your home address? Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You wouldn't be able to find it because the GPS, if you stick it in the GPS, it goes to the middle of nowhere because I literally live in the middle of nowhere.
2: <laughs> Don't mess with the country people. We're out in the middle of nowhere. That's right. GPS doesn't work. <laughs> I love that. Well, thanks. It does so much.
1: not. It, it it takes you off off the trail. <laughs>
2: Thanks so much for joining us and uh, just telling us about your business and getting to know you. And uh, I highly recommend people check out the show notes, get involved and uh, see if this is something maybe you can use as a business owner or speaker, or maybe you want to become a virtual assistant. That's a great way to find out about that and uh, how you can get started.
0: Now, be sure to check out the show notes at beyondtherut.com 243. There you'll find a link to Alicia's website, some of the resources she talked about, and so much more. Now, we're glad you joined us this week, and the best way you could pay us back is to actually pay us forward. So share us with a friend, a family member, a coworker, or that neighbor across the street. That's right. Now, this is a new year. Hopefully, COVID goes away. Hopefully, it's been gone by the time you hear this episode. Whatever the case is. Don't let yourself miss another episode by hitting the subscribe button on your listening app. So what I'm saying is, if you hit subscribe, you won't miss us. There we go. If you don't hit subscribe, you might miss us. And if you want us to come back week after week after week to bring you more information, more inspiration, more encouragement, and equip you to live life on your own path, then you'll want to hit that subscribe button. And in fact, if you have a friend or a family member or a coworker who's very comfortable with you messing with their phone, hit subscribe on their phone for them as well. I know that's very unethical, and you know we're really not asking you to do that because you know Brandon's a pastor and all. But you know, ultimately, we're glad you joined us this week, and we look forward to joining with you again next week. But until then, go live life beyond the rut. Take care.